Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Are you, did, I'm, did you miss me? Because I missed you. I'm gonna give you. I'm giving you a virtual air hug. I'm pressing my dick just against you, just a little bit, just a just a little bit. Okay, and if you're a dude, hey, man up. Okay, don't don't be gay about it. Don't be gay about it. If men can pat each other on the butt on the fucking football, then you can feel a small little dick on you. Okay, sorry. Hey, it's been that long, and I <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. I'm your host day piece i'm a comedian and i've had like eight shows so that makes me like a fucking super pro because um (laughs) i remember when i first started off doing comedy i used to work at a comedy club called the comedy spot which has gone under now and uh in scottsdale arizona and uh, and the owner sean dillingham who uh, for for long you know lack of going into a longer story has like a bunch of sexual assault situations and he used to like you know grab fucking female comedians pussies and and he was just a horrible person however he used to always try to hit young comedians with that line like would you rather fuck a bunch of ugly bitches or fuck like supermodels meaning would you prefer to have you know few shows in a year that are very great or a hundred shows uh that are very horrible that was always his concept but the idea is um why do why they gotta be like that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? why can't i have sex with hundreds of models or why can't the eight shows that i have be you know very bad you know in life there's not a whole lot of absolutes so with that being said had a couple of shows this year and uh, i'm just i'm happy to talk to you and be back so this episode is uh really you're going to experience a lot of that just me not being uh not doing an episode you know taking the summer off and being back and i kind of open up talking about teachers not getting paid enough which is the title of the episode but ultimately that leads into talking about uh you know police crossing the line talk about <laughs> talk about uh getting people fired or one you know think something that i used to do and uh, i share a little bit about the last show that i just did and honestly it's just me kind of rambling and getting through things not uh really sitting down and uh putting out an episode in a long time so i hope you enjoy it's me all over the place but that's usual i miss obama and uh yes i think i think trump has COVID for real but do i care Eh, you know what i mean niggas die every day uh enjoy the episode have fun if you like something let me know uh you can reach out email uh comedian data at gmail or if you don't like something in the episode uh keep it to yourself enjoy shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows and they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. 
So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Oh my goodness, it's been forever. I feel like, um, you know what it you know what it feels like? It feels like like when you go to school and you take the summer off and then, you know, you go back and you're like nervous because you just, you don't know what the first day of school is going to bring. And uh, we have a, a kid that's in second grade, so we make him fucking stand on the steps. And my wife has one of those boards where you have like the little letters and she put the little letters in his first grade, first day of school. And, and, and then you just don't know where, what's going to happen. Um, we're doing distant learning. So um, essentially after she took the picture, he went in the house and uh, I was, I was mean to him because I'm his new teacher. Now I'll take no shits. You know what it is? I feel, <laughs> I feel like as a as a stay at home dad slash teacher, which I I would like to state, we don't get paid enough. You know what I'm saying? Like if we if we could just kind of talk numbers and and figures just for a second, uh, teachers get paid shitty. And um, I'm I'm gonna go on a tangent. I know I know that, and I apologize, but let, like that's what this is. That's what this whole thing is. So uh, I don't want to say that that cops don't have a hard job <laughs> i'm not saying that because because they do uh a lot and cops put up with shit that as a grown person i i don't know if i can do it you know what i mean like i feel like the line is like you know, some people just go over it all, all the time and they got to be professional and they got to like, you know, stay into character. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when you're an actor and you or you do an improv, you can't break. You like Saturday Night Live. You just got to stay into character. Like these motherfuckers, they, they, they're not, they can't break. Well, at least they're not supposed to. A lot of them break. A lot of them, a lot of them like, hey, I'm on duty, but I'm still a racist piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? And it, it like it, 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 it bleeds through and you can see it. And I think that's the the percentage of people that's like they just go off the rail and for teachers i feel like they have a tremendous you know responsibility with our babies you know what i mean like don't get me wrong when you get into high school fuck you <laughs> you know what i'm saying like like there is a point where and i and i mean that in the sense of like you can start to make your own decisions you you know you know right and wrong tried it tried as an adult type shit like if you know like if if a two year old steps on my shoe I'm gonna be mad about it but if like a twelve year old do it I might fucking elbow them in the back of their fucking skull I might do it uh and, and shit let them be seventeen we squaring the fuck up we are I will. I will fuck a child up. Like, if you told me, Day, you have to get into a ring, and it's like a, not like a death match, but like a who can't get back up type of, and you said you either fight a child or you fight an old person, I'm picking a child nine out of ten times. The only time I'm picking an older person is if I know verified racist. You know, like a verified race. Like, if I see a swastika tattoo on a neck or some shit like that, I'm like, hey, give me Greta, you know what I'm saying, go ahead, Greta, get in the ring, I'm gonna punch you the fuck out, but, uh, 
I, I take that back. I would. I actually. I'm actually like. Here's the thing. When you when you don't have children, in my personal opinion, and this is how I used to feel, and this is just my you know observation. You don't like children. Like if you don't have them, you don't like them. Uh, now that I have them, and they they keep getting older and sprouting, it's like a fucking plant that you can't get rid of, and you like fuck. I'm gonna you water it every day. And it's it's still there. You didn't you didn't kill it. You let you like you didn't kill it yet. It's still alive. And you're just like, all right, take some take some fertilizer. Every you know, let me get you a new pot. You know, let me get you more sunlight. Let me move you in this room because you know, and 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 essentially, you just don't want to kill the plant. That's how having children are. Like if you're like, hey, should I get a a a, a puppy or a plant? I recommend the plant first. I, I've said this before. I'm not much of a dog lover or animal lover, so I recommend the plant regardless. But the plant really, it, this is just my opinion. You don't say it right or wrong. Uh, Jay-Z has this track, or he has this line where he says, right or wrong is just how I'm feeling at the time. That's where I'm at. I feel like a plant 10 times harder than a puppy. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe not a puppy puppy, but like a dog. Because do you know how many plants I've murdered over the years? You want to guess how many puppies I've murdered? Zero. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my point is, like, we don't, like, if you, to, to take care of a plant, there's so much more that goes into it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's. You know, I, I played it down with like it's just water and sunlight, but you need gotta fucking talk to it, show it love. Like if you can do that, then you should have kids. In fact, there it is. I think that should be the new you should have babies. You know what I mean? Like if you want to have a baby, here's the fucking plant. And <laughs> and maybe just maybe it can be like one of those, you know, like <laughs> like one of those those babies that they give you in sex ed or whatever, where like it, it cries at a certain time and it pees. Maybe the plant can cry and pee. <sighs> Teachers don't get paid enough. <laughs> That's kind of what what I was getting to. I didn't like kids at first. Now that I have kids, I like kids, so I have more tolerance for kids. I have more patience for kids. Uh, my, uh, here's the funny thing. He's not an ugly baby anymore. You know, between you and I, he's quite attractive. Um, he's, he's one of those ugly duckling situations. You know what I mean? Like he went from a three to like a four and a half. <laughs> and then like, you know, a couple of months go by. He, you know, he has a birthday or two. Now nah, this little Nick, he like, he like an eight. You know what I mean? Like a like I'm not hey. He is like a eight. Um, so he's definitely not the ugly baby anymore. But I have, you know, so many t-shirts and merchandise with ugly baby. I just gotta ride it out. You know what I'm saying? I gotta commit. Now I think the new thing for him, like what's in his future, is dumb baby, because he is not the brightest. And I I not not in the sense of like uh, standardized testing, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you put a bunch of babies in a room and you ask them what numbers are or what, you know, colors are and shapes are, he'll he'll pass. But when it comes to, like, basic logic, I don't know, maybe, like, gravity, not a strong suit. He's, it's something about... He, he, my child literally runs into walls. Like, 
they're not walls. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just like, and he like he bumps and bru- like we can't take a walk around the block. Like, you know, we we take our dog. Uh, you know, sometimes we go as a family. He we can't go around the block without him falling or tripping on air. You know, like there is nothing there. Like sometimes people trip, you know, shoelaces, you know, rocks. So, you know, say, oh, the dog poop in the, you know, nope, just air. Just like, ah, (laughs) and and, and so, (laughs) so like he does, uh, his new thing that he, he does is, uh, he says everything is boring, um, but he doesn't really say boring. It's like, boring. You know, like for the longest, I thought he was like boing. I thought that's what he was trying to say, but it's like boing, and everything is boring, which I I'm sure he doesn't actually know what boring means. However, says that I'm gonna round it to like thirty times a day, and no matter what it is, it's boring. It boing, you know. No matter what it is, it's boring. You know how much patience you have to have to hear that. 30 times a day, uh, you, I don't have a calculator, but a bunch of times a week, times, I, I don't know how long he's going to be doing this, but it's annoying. And quite frankly, if he wasn't my child, I don't know what would happen to him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure, um, like, this is going to sound fucked up, but this is where we're at. Like, I'm not saying Casey Anthony is a saint, you know what I'm saying? But like, uh, <laughs> like you kind of get it, you know what I mean? Like, there's something about you mine, but if you weren't mine, uh, I think that's the line that I'm talking about. Oh, I'm just scaling it back. So, like, what police officers, you have this, uh, you know, you are sworn to protect, and that's the line, you know what I'm saying? Like, to protect and serve, and and not racially profile, and be a good person, and 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 uphold the law to the highest standard, and then there just be a bunch of people that's like, let's just step over this line. We can get away with it. Um, one of my favorite rappers, also from Detroit, is uh, his name is Big Sean. When uh, we went to the same high school, when I was a freshman, or no, when I was a senior in high school, he was a freshman and a very talented artist. Uh, just had a new album come out, Detroit Two, which I highly recommend. He is. Um, you know, like like rap and hip hop has changed so much over the decades, but I think he's he's definitely in a top ten of current artists as far as rap and hip hop that you should listen to, check out if you can. And uh, he has a line on one of his songs where he talks about he should be a cop so he can murk niggas legally. You know, like it's it's legal to kill people if you have a badge. And a lot of times you get off depending on what the victim, quote unquote, the suspect looks like. So as a parent, there's a line. You you love your child. You do every. I, I, I would argue that you do anything for your child, you know, conversation. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't think of a lot of things that I wouldn't do for my children, um, you know, but I, again, I'm like within reason. But. There's a line, you know, there's like, a, oh, I want to punch you. I smacked my son in the face the other day. Um, I don't remember why. <laughs> I think he raised his voice, but it wasn't even like a, uh, it wasn't like a better bitch. I had my money slap. It, it was really like a, like a, like a pat. 
you know, <laughs> like a, you know what I mean? Like a, like a stop talking. And, you know, if you take that and you magnify it and, you know, you multiply it by a thousand, I, I, I can see murder. You know, so like I can, I can, uh, I can see it. Now, let me just say, do not murder your children. I don't think that should ever uh, be a thing. I don't think murder should be a thing. I don't think uh, cops should be killing innocent black people or, or anybody for this matter, uh, whether they're I- I- guilty or innocent. Like they they shouldn't die, you know, say by the hands of a police or someone with their knee on someone's neck for eight minutes. Um, without lines, like we, I feel like as a society we're doomed and what what i think i've experienced in my life is there's a lot of lines a lot of people saying you can't do this you can't do that and then some people do it you know what I'm saying? and 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 there's zero consequences and then other people do it and and they throw the book at them or you know they're made uh to be an example Teachers don't get paid enough. <laughs> I am doing distant learning um, with my with my son, and we actually did it at the end of last school year, which was um, challenging in in the sense of you know, like you 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 basically take these kids out of school, and you you know you you create this brand new normal for them where they sit at a desk. We you know we went and bought a desk from Walmart and. You you know, you you make you, from this time to this time you do your work and, and, and you know, you take a break and you get a lunchable like we we kind of made this this almost, you know, structure for him. And I'm very I'm the hard parent and by choice, like I, I was very much like, let me be the disciplinary. In fact, if you were to tell me, hey, list your five favorite things about being a father disciplinary would definitely be top five i like the idea that when i say stop you know what I'm saying, or, or don't do that or whatever it is they actually listen mom not so much and i i've said this before it's all her fault you know what I mean? like she created this soft palette of like love and like uh Hey, I'll do anything for you guys. And then they just got to the point where they're like, hey, mom, go get me, you know, my shoes. You know what I'm saying? Take my shoelaces out of my shoes, put them back in for no reason. And she's like, got you, son. And, you know, when it comes to like stop and no and go to your room, they're like, nah, nigga, you're going to need you gonna need backup reinforcements because uh, it's just you. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. I, I feel bad for her sometimes, but most of the time, not so much. <laughs> but as a father, love being indisciplinary. So, like, I, one of the things when it comes to this distant learning, and I will say this, first and second grade, like, parents, you will feel like geniuses. You know what I mean? You will feel like Albert Einstein, whoever you think is a genius. I don't know. It depends on, you know, which how you think you know, who geniuses is, but like, this shit is easy, you know what I'm saying, so like, you breaking it down, like, oh, carry the one, you know what I mean, lesser, greater than, equal to, like, you, you are like, fuck, I should be a teacher, you know, um, here's where you know you should not be a teacher, 
when your child doesn't get it and how you respond to that really shows character. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, in my mind, my son is super smart. Um, he is. And uh, this is the oldest. This is the one that I'd say is not good at sports and uh, so on and so forth. I think he's he's highly intelligent and very creative. This little nigga made, uh, he's making animations on like, and he's putting them on his YouTube page. But like, he's like drawing and, and making the move. And then it's he's pretty creative. When he doesn't know something that I think he should know, I go off the rails, you know, like, and let's just say, for example, it's like five plus five. One second, he'll tell me it's 10 and then he'll write the answer. Boom. Three problems down the road. You know what I mean? It'll be like two plus eight. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's 10. Okay. Write the answer. A couple problems down the road. Then it'd be like. Five plus five again. He'd be like, 12. What? What are you saying? You just did this problem. Like, and it makes me angry. It makes me very angry. And I know that if I was a teacher, I would be fired in orientation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be sitting down with the teacher and the teacher would be telling me, okay, here's what, you know, a teacher, a whatever. And the principal. And then like, I would see a child do something. I'm like, Hey, you dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? You know, like come here, you know? <sighs> anyway. So I go crazy when like, I feel like he should know things that he doesn't. And, and in all fairness, there are some times where he just genuinely gradually don't know or understand something. And my frustration is you should know. Why don't you know? We went over this. Teachers, or at least the teachers that I've seen him specifically, you know, uh, have in, in the, you know, the encounters that he's had. Um, and then just my personal experience, like they're, they're, they're not like that. <laughs> they're, they're actually very patient and, and, and dearing and like kind. And, you know, they're just, it's okay. Let's try it again. And I'm like, Y'all don't get enough money for this, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they paid me, like, if, like that's what I feel like should happen. Like, they should pay you based off of the teaching that you receive. And well, that's not fair, nope, because the rich and elite will have all the best teachers, so never mind. Like, they just need to give all teachers more money. Um, and don't get me wrong. Let me just say there are just like cops. I don't want cops to be fucking emailing me like you ain't fucking back to blue. And you know, I say like one of the things about being a comedian. And I'm gonna say this, especially where I'm at, because uh, with when, with comedy at a at a halt right now, for the most part. Uh, you know, I'm in small town Iowa, northern Iowa. I'm not in a big market. I'm not in a you know entertainment market. Um. It was very, I won't say difficult, but it was very like, do I do I start becoming crazy more vocal? Um, this may affect, you know, my paycheck, quote unquote. This may affect future gigs. There is a, a brewery that I perform at that is actually ran by a local firefighter. And they are super Trumpy. And, uh, you know, I, I was having these kind of, quick conversations with myself about do I say this? How do I say this? And I want to say COVID is 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 horrible. Um, but this entire year, specifically 
you know, since like the, the quote-unquote quarantine. It hasn't been all bad. And I think if you really, you know, search and dig deep, you'll find some, some extreme positives. And one of my extreme positives is really just speaking your spirit. Um, I'm nowhere where I'd like to be. And I've said that, you know, over the last 10 years with comedy. But one of the things that I feel that I'm sort of hanging my hat on is the ability to just be me and say, like, love it or hate it. And there also comes a certain responsibility with that. Um, what I mean by that is there are some black people that just talk reckless, you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like Charles Barkley, for example. Uh, the other day for the NBA playoffs, he was all like... You know, hey, that Breonna Taylor situation is not like that, and and and, and the cops wouldn't have done this if her boyfriend didn't shoot first. And reason why being black in America is so tricky is because we we I don't want to say we as far as every black person in the world thinks this way. So I'm gonna speak more for me. Um, it's it's almost like a strategic life. Um, strategy every fucking day. Like you wake up and you're like, all right, um, what do I, you know, what I do, how I say, you know, wh what I do, what I say, how I say it, how does it affect other people? How does it come off? Like, how does that representation put me? Um, and I was watching this, uh, I guess it's, it's kind of, kind of a documentary. They were, it's on a Hulu it was on PBS and it was just, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it was kind of looking at, it's like a four parter or maybe it's just like two parts, but very long, but the transition between uh, Obama and presidency to Trump and kind of like, Hey, you can see the, you can see the, the ev evolution. You can see the evolution of uh, where we were as a nation and how we view things to uh to now it's like like it's all just gone out the window but one of the things of of, of obama one of the things about obama and in 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 office that i feel like i didn't appreciate was how difficult the job was from day one you know what i mean like uh i was i was a uh store manager uh for nine years and I loved the job for a lot of it. It was a underpaid passion job. You know what I mean? Like you, you grow and there were some, there was many perks and, uh, I can remember some of my first days, meaning like I get a new store, I have a new staff and, uh, you know, you, you go in almost with the same speech, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm not like that guy or that girl. But this is what I'm, you know, this is what I promise. I won't tell anybody to do anything I'm not willing to do myself. Uh, here, you know, here's why I'm here. You just just kind of like you just you just set it all up, you know. But I can't imagine my first day and, and like, uh, you know, like I walk into the store and they're like, we don't take kindly. <laughs> you know, like they just and then like they all just team up and. uh for eight years, you know, what I'm it's a battle for me to do my job, for me to get other people to do their job, 
And essentially, like, you can't just fire them. Uh, I tried to fire one person. Well, I'm jumping all over the place, but I hope you're with me. I, I Hopefully, I'll get back to some things. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, when I first started, like, you can fire people pretty easy. Um, <laughs> and then it, it really became like an HR thing. Like, you kind of got to have... Um, a reason you know like a like a reason that we all agree okay that's that's reason enough to to do it but back in the day for example like if you said suck my dick manager you can just like (laughs) you're fired you're fucking gone and then hr you know really was like you're gonna have to write them up for that (laughs) you know like it really became uh not as easy and so you know, one of the the only things that like a manager, like by the time I left, and, and this is just how how things went in retail, by the time I left, there was only really one one way you can fire somebody and you didn't have to talk to anybody, you didn't have to like uh, send it to corporate was attendance. So if you did hypothetically a no call, no show, that was like you're done. Yeah, I hear. Um, and those were really the easiest ways to fire people. Um, and then there, you know, there there was a point system. You get half a point if you're ten minutes late or this late. You know, it, it, there was all these these things. But like, essentially, if you were late or tardy or you missed a shift that wasn't covered or you had a no call no show, that like, I you're gone. Then it became like. Did they know they were supposed to work? Meaning, like, was the schedule out? Uh, did you did you call their mom and tell them? Did you text them? There's, you know, then it became like very like, not even attendance was a uh, was was grounds. Like you just you just had to keep track of everything essentially. And there was this one girl who the um, one of the ways that I used to fire people was uh i used to get them to quit which sounds easy but it's not um you would think like you like you would think people who don't want to work and people who want the job would be like happy to quit and get out of there and it wasn't like before you jump to like they just trying to collect that un- unemployment it wasn't great so like it, it was very lose-lose but uh there was a couple of times where i got people to like hey this fuck this job you know it's not worth it i'm not gonna do it um mo- you know every time you take over a new store there's always high turnover but um there was this one girl who uh i don't i don't know if i want to say her name for the sake of it we will call her dandelion don't know why just the first thing that popped in my head but dandelion was was a pretty shitty employee um uh, she was very bad um, and she was part of this, I took over the store and she was easily one of the worst, uh, employees that I had. The problem with Dandelion, she was so well loved in the store that she was connected to all of the top employees. So that always created like, a, a awkward situation when your best friend, you know, essentially is really good at the job, but you suck balls and, you know, we're constantly having conversation of how do we, you know, improve your performance, so on and so forth. So 
this is probably like easily one of my my tenth or twelfth, you know, fire quits. You know, <laughs> quick fires, fire quits. I don't have a name for it, but I would you know take them in. I set them down. I would, I'll, I'll explain like here's where you're at. Um, there hasn't been any improvement. There, these are the you know write ups, the performance correction notice. Like I have all of that. And where we're going is if we continue down this road, you know, I have to fire you. Um, What I was doing is giving them that out. Like, hey, you know, it's like right before you break up with somebody like, bitch, this it ain't it ain't working out no more. You can break up with me if you want. Now is your chance. And I would always do that. And uh, that the person would normally agree and be like, you know, we shake hands. We go about our business. And then it it becomes like a voluntary quit. You know, they'll sign a sheet of paper or something like that. And we go our separate ways. Thanks for your time. Um, if you need me as a reference, I will, you know, I won't lie, but I would tell them the, the good things instead of like everything. So it, it was really like a, it wasn't just like a, a I feel like the way I, I presented it was like this menacing like plan, but it was really just like, Hey, you about to get fired. Here's another option. So we we go through the whole conversation, me and Danny Lyon. Danny Lyon starts crying and she understands uh we're or at least I think she understands. And then like she leaves and um I think, you know, like, you know, another one bites the dust, but it's at least you know, one of our not great employees. And like a day or two later, HR calls and they're like, uh she said you fired her without cause, and it was just like this whole big deal. And I'm like, nah, she quit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's like, no, apparently she didn't quit because this is what she told us. So what's going to happen is she's going to come up. She's going to show up to work on Sunday, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so so she shows up to work on you know on her next shift, and I have to put her back on the schedule, and she comes back. For like, I don't know, I really don't remember, like two more weeks. And then, and then she did a, like a no call, no show where she really was like, she was fired, fired. And there was zero sympathy. You know I mean? I was just, ah, I, that was the first time I'd ever thought an, an employee was gone forever. You know what I'm Cause like when you work and then you, you quit, you know, a lot of times you show back up, you know, you, you return as a, as a customer or just kind of pop in and see how things are going. But when you get fired or you leave on bad terms, I never see you again in life. You know what I mean? I may see you at like a Hardee's parking lot and we'll, we'll lock eyes, but we don't speak. We don't acknowledge each other. It's just like, Hey, <sighs> so, um, I'm sure there was a, a reason why I brought all of that up, but I do not remember and uh yeah teachers don't get paid enough oh you so like i feel like if my first day i walked in and it, you know they all made it insanely hard for me like i like like obama's I, again i don't i don't know i'm not insanely political i don't follow politics all that all that much but one of the things i just felt like that didn't get like a lot of people just miss maybe was his eight years were a challenging year, a challenging eight years for essentially anybody uh, 
any Democrat kind of going in wanting to 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 make some positive changes for the future. And, you know, he's in there for like two, two years and it, it's tough. And then, you know, like they, they 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 go to the polls and, you know, they get a bunch more Republicans in and, and you know, by the second term, they're all just like it's all it's the House and it's mostly Republicans and they're just not budging on anything. And, um, you know, we, we just we, we just got to do do better and, and learn. It's not just about every four years. It's about every two years and really just trying to get the people in uh, office that you feel like, you know, represent the things that you believe in. And I understand there's a, you know, abortion or pro-choice. And um, I understand people's passion for this. Like, I get it. I really do. I just feel like one's right and one's wrong. Like, like I feel like a woman should make the choice. And if a woman decides to have an abortion and you disagree with it, be like, I, I disagree with it. I, I don't think you should do that. But I don't feel like anybody on earth should tell a woman what to do with their body. Like if, if I swear to God, I, that's just my personal opinion. No one will ever know. If men were giving, like if men could have, like if men were the only sex that had babies, I think it wouldn't even be anything like this. I think there's something about a man wanting to control a woman uh, from the, from existence uh, to now where that's just another thing that a man could be like, you you gotta go through the, you know, process. Or you can be in jail, you know, or penalized for, you know, losing a baby. Like, all oh, that, that shit's crazy to me. It's crazy that we are, we live in a time where like, like that's a real conversation. You know what I mean? Like, hey, what you got growing in there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's mine. Like, um, I don't know. I, again, I, that's a very strong, uh, you know, topic, but I just don't know why it can't be as simple as like, hey, you want to have a baby? That's your decision. Just like the whole gay marriage thing. I don't know if anybody is still like... I, I'm, I take that back. A bunch of people are so angry about it. And, you know, it's not my belief. That's not how I was raised. Um, but I just don't understand why it's like, hey, hey, I want, I want to marry Bill. I'm angry about it. You know what I'm saying? You can't marry Bill. Like, it doesn't involve you. You know what I mean? You're not Bill. You're not sucking that dick. Like, I apologize. So, I guess... All I'm saying, all I'm saying is like, I didn't understand how difficult it was for him to do some of the things that he did. And while he was in office as the first black president, it it was when race came up, it was so like he had to be so careful all the time. And it, you know, he he talked about it after being in office and privately, like you know, when when certain shootings happened. Uh, you know, with Mike Brown and, and Trayvon, you know, how he he's, he's he doesn't want to condemn the police or anybody specifically. But he also, you know, he he's like, I'm a black I'm a black man, but I'm also a president. And and how do I navigate? And the point that I reason why I brought all that up is like as a black person in America, like we think about race all the time. And again, correction, I think about race all the time and. I, I constantly see the conversations of why is race 
an issue and, and the race card and the race this and the race that. It's because our whole identity and existence is is essentially because of how we look. And everything around us, or a lot of things, I can't say everything, but a lot of things are constant reminders. How we can't do this, how we shouldn't do that, how you ain't black unless you vote Biden. You know, like, uh, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to vote for Biden. I have a fucking Iowa license and I'm registered and I'm going to vote for Biden. Biden's not my first choice. I'm not, I wasn't crazy about Lala. I'm calling her Lala, by the way. Um, but I think we have a responsibility to change the the current administration at all costs. And I think Joe, just like Trump, are old white men who are a little out of touch with a lot of things. So I think, you know, there's a clear difference of the cool white old dude that's trying to be hip. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't blacklist. You come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Biden, sh- shut the fuck up. Go go drink some pr- some pure, prune juice. Um, and then there's Trump who's just like, they're bringing rapists and, and murder. Like, he's just outright, like, he's a, he's the racist grandpa. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, <laughs> like, America is like, a lot of, a, a lot of America is okay with that. They're comfortable. Um, for them, it's not about a popularity contest. That's, that's a new thing that I say. It's not about whether we like him or not or we agree with what he says. It's about what he does, man. Nah, son. <laughs> you know, I'm, uh, I'm good on that shit. I've had a couple of bosses in my life and I I don't need any of them to be the greatest boss in the world as far as like they they do their job really well, but they treat me like shit. You know, like uh, one of the things that I learned about retail or my job experiences, you're not working. It's not about the company. Like the company is, is the, is you know, that's the, that's the surface. Um, I used to work for a company, but I really was working for people and it's all about people. And I failed a lot. You know, just looking back, there were some things that I tried. There were some pride issues that I had. Um, I remember there's a million times where people tried to return things and I said, no. And, you know, like it was just pride. You know, and eventually we got, you know, we took care of the care, the customer, but like you work for people, you know, and saying like your boss really, for me, determines how hard you go. I remember when I had the best boss of my life, I went through hell and high water for him. I was the saddest when he left. Uh, he got fired and uh, he was he was he was just like everything he's always like a father figure and then he was immediately replaced by the bitch who fired me so like so like who you work for how they treat you that relationship matters and whoever is in office from what we see matters so don't give me the popularity contest no nigga, you you that's you running for popularity too this is uh it's important um, but, uh, <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I feel like you gotta vote for Biden. Um, but no, racist, racist is just so, it's, it's an everyday thing. I can't think, I can't think of a day in my life that I didn't think about race. And it's, it's, uh, it's tricky. 
So as a, as a comedian with opinions um, that I don't feel like are particularly popular around here, it's been challenging to think, should I just speak my spirit or should I, you know, be quiet? And I, I, I this year financially has been very rough and I'm sure I'm not the only one. But losing, again, when you only get paid by doing shows and when you can't do shows, that's one factor. But when you potentially are alienating future shows, that's another thing. You know, like it's 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 one of those, you know, when things bounce back, I have A, B, C, D to go to. But, you know, there, there's something about this time. And this kind of goes with the whole COVID thing where there's something about this time where like you just got to ask what's more important, integrity, standing for something. And sometimes that means sacrificing. And sometimes that means being in a shitty situation for a lot longer than you want to. Um, But you also got to have faith and you also have to have convictions. And um, sometimes it's easier said than done, you know, but. One thing that I learned is I, I just want to be who I am and I want to have my opinions. I want to share them. And if they're wrong, I want, you know, people to be like, Dave, you're wrong. Um, but ultimately, I, I want to not be afraid to. Um, I had one of my favorite shows this year, last weekend. And it, again, I maybe next episode I'll, I'll spend some time talking about the the mechanics of of comedy you know what what separates a great show from a not so great show or you know uh was it the crowd or was it me was it the opener you know I, i'll kind of go through some of those examples but it was one of my favorite shows this year because of how free i felt on stage and with only having a hand Full is a hand few or handful, handful. When only having a handful of shows this year, I could distinctly remember. Okay, this show, you know, I can almost think remember what I what I talked about. I have shows, you know, like last year, I can remember how I felt, how 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 it went, how the crowd reacted, but I have no idea what I said. I said words, people laughed. Uh, <laughs> this year, not so much. I can really remember a lot of it. And last Saturday. I just felt so free. I was just out of my head. I didn't have a complete set list. So that was kind of uh, ill-prepared on my part. But it was also kind of part of the challenge to myself where uh, I'm going to get on stage for 15 minutes and make people laugh, but at the same time have something to say and, um, you know, share some some parts of me. I talked about uh, the first time I went down on a girl and the first time she went down on me. And I remember thinking about that driving to the show. And for some reason, it came out. Uh, it was uh, doing, Jura- <laughs> I was doing Jura- <laughs> I was doing Jurassic Park 3, I think. And uh, I was like, you you know that that one dinosaur that goes, <laughs> the one where it opens up the, the things and it squirts. I'm like, that was my first whop. And... Um, it was just something about that show and that performance for me where I just felt free. Like, 
real in you know i said i said some not necessarily controversial things um you know one of the comics before me got on stage and was like hey you guys better go out and vote i don't care who you vote for and when i when i got on stage i was like uh, I, I care who you vote for you know what I'm saying? If, if you guys are voting for trump stay home on november 3rd in fact stay home forever i said something like that and it was just something about like that's what i want like that's what i want for day day and um i guess that's what i want for you whoever you are listening take some positives from this year uh, especially during this covid time as challenging as it is and like i said reach down and pull something out that really um says something about you um you know it's that old saying uh people will show you who you know people will tell you who they are people will show you who they are you just got to believe them I think this is a great time for us to to see who our neighbor is and see who our family is. Don't hold things against people. I'll say that. Like, I saw somebody like, this is the best time to see who your real friends are, people who checking on you. Bitch, I got kids. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to check. Like, if I got time, I will. But, like, motherfuckers try to make it about them. Like, get your priorities straight, bitch. But, you know, as far as what people post and what they're saying, um, how they respond to you. Those those are important things. And I think those are things that you can kind of remember. You know, like they say, you won't remember what people said, but you remember how they made you feel. I remember, how, sometimes I scroll through like uh, friends on Facebook, old and new, like meaning we're no longer friends. And I, I'll come across somebody I'm not friends with. I'm like, I don't even know why we're not friends. But I do remember you said something <laughs> that that made me, you know, feel a certain way. And uh, my life's been better since I, I hit the unfriend button. So um, <laughs> so with all that being said, uh, yeah, that that's that's what I want. I want I want you to find something about yourself that you truly um, enjoy. Maybe maybe you had to discover or rediscover and, and really hold on to it. There's something about, you know, the moment where people get, you know, they become prisoner of the moment and they, you know, it's just like when you make a New Year's resolution goal or whatever it is. And you're like, I'm going to really do this and be this person. The trick is really holding on to it. And um, for for this, you know, summer and 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 earlier, even I really have been trying to hold on to just being me and like i said not not being not being a mean person or you know i also say and i see this you know we can have differences of opinion but we can still be friends and respect each other not about everything you know what i mean like if you don't like candy corn okay fine but if you don't like black people that's another conversation <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if you don't think friends was a really funny show but you think all muslims are terrorists then then we can't be friends you know so like there's something about you know the hate and love battle and um it's it's really weird to say this because it sounds medieval and it sounds very lord of the rings but there is a real battle going on right now um and i don't, I don't want to get all spiritual you know we're fighting our for our souls but i think there's a real hate and love battle going on and Here's my true opinion. I think love can and will always win and will always conquer. But 
not separate, you know, and I feel like hate is winning because they're doing two things very well. One, they're dividing the love. So they're, you know, they're splicing us, you know, they're, they're, they're separating us and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to win with love, but, um, we're not coming together like we should. And two, they're louder, like they're being way louder with their hate than we are being with our love. In fact, a lot of times we get wrapped into their hate. So we started, you know, we, you know, it's one of those, you know, people, you know, two fools arguing, you can't tell who is who it's, it's like, Oh, when you argue with fools, you can't tell who is who because we get roped in. And it's like, instead of fighting with love, we're, we're being combative or we're arguing back or, you know, whatever it is. I think there's a battle. You got to choose which side you want to be on and uh, hold on to the person that you want to be. That thing about you that you feel like uh, you love greatly. And mine's is is uh, being me and saying how I feel. So thank you guys for listening to a new episode. Uh, it's been a long time. I miss doing this. And I uh, promise that I will be back more frequent. Uh, until next time, kiss your babies. If you don't got babies, you got a man or, or a lady, stick your thumb in their butt. Do something nasty. You know, just try it. You know what I mean? Call your mom or dad or your grandmas or just tell, tell one of your family members that you love them. Someone that you don't normally say it to or you don't get a chance to say it to as much. I will talk to you guys on the next episode. And to then, my name is Dave Peace. It's been fun talking to you. I hope you have fun listening to you. And if you didn't have fun listening to you, I will cut your... Uh, I am celebrating this year. I'll be celebrating my third year anniversary of being married. You gotta celebrate the small victories. It's only three years. Uh, it's amazing that we made it here. Okay, we ended up going to counseling, and uh, my wife was very embarrassed about that because, like, her parents are like the idea of marriage. Like, you take them, you put them on a wall, you be like, that's what marriage is. It's great. Her father is like so devoted to her mom. And they love each other and they can't go to sleep unless the other one's laying next to them. And I was like, uh, I don't love your daughter that much. I don't have that. I don't have that type of love. I got like a fraction, but I don't have that.